We begin our homily in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Homily of 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. First reading, Isaiah chapter 53 from verse 10 to 11. Second reading, Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 14 to 16. The Gospel, Mark chapter 10 from verse 35 to 45. The theme of my homily is, Positions of Honor Demand Humble Services to All. Power, authority, and positions of honor are what many people always aspire to attain in life. Whenever a new regime is about to assume office, many people would begin to lobby so as to secure political appointments as ministers, commissioners, ambassadors, chairmen, etc. Unfortunately, some of them see those attainments as opportunities to show off, enrich themselves, and trample on others, rather than rendering humble services. They might become indignant whenever they notice that other ambitious persons are also craving for that same position, and thus may plot to eliminate them. Meanwhile, many Sundays ago, we have continued to witness the ambitiousness and wrong conception of Jesus' disciples as regards the Messianic Kingdom. Despite Jesus' three predictions of his passion, that is, suffering and death to them. Since they were already anticipating an earthly Messiah, they never envisaged Jesus Christ to come and suffer any misfortune here on earth. That was why Peter wanted to dissuade him when he spoke about his sufferings and death. Mark chapter 8 verse 32. In today's gospel, due to the same wrong conception of the Merzianic kingdom, James and John requested that Jesus grant them prestigious echelons in his glory. They wanted to begin early to lobby for top ministerial positions before Jesus Christ establishes his earthly kingdom. Consequently, the other disciples became indignant with them for being so greedy and selfish since they themselves wanted such positions. This was evident when they were arguing who was the greatest among them, so as to define who holds the principal posts of honor among themselves during Jesus' regime. Having observed their ignorance and emptiness of their self-preoccupation, Jesus Christ took the occasion to educate them on discipleship and leadership and also to clarify the kind of kingdom he was about to establish. That his sufferings and death would be the necessary prelude towards its establishment. So, anyone who wishes to have a seat in his kingdom must be prepared to follow the same roots of suffering. Mark chapter 8 verse 34 Furthermore, 
Jesus Christ also instructed his disciples about the demands of his kingdom, that the power concepts of the ordinary are radically inversed. For him, leadership means servanthood. Anybody who wants to hold any position of honor or authority over others must be the humble servant of others and consider himself or herself as a slave of all and not to seek his or her own gain. This may sound preposterous, but that is part of the demands of Christ's kingdom, which he demonstrated when he washed the feet of his disciples in John chapter 13 from verse 1 to 17. This implies that those are the hem of our affairs, either political leaders or religious leaders, as well as those seeking for such prestigious positions, are the very ones to do the seven and not the other way around. Any other contrary view is fake. Matthew chapter 20 verse 26 In the first reading, Prophet Isaiah clearly enunciated the doctrine of expiatory sufferings of a sinless Messiah or servant, that out of his infinite love and mercy for humanity and her salvation, Jesus Christ voluntarily went through an excruciating humiliation and suffering and offered him his life in atonement for her sins in order to reconcile her back to God. Hence, since Christ has sacrificed his life for humanity to live eternally, those in positions of honor, especially Christians, must be ready to bear any obstacle, trouble, and trial they may encounter while discharging their duties as part of sharing in Christ's sufferings. 1 Peter chapter 4 from verse 12 to 19. Certainly, there is always a purpose for every difficult situation we may find ourselves in life. Perhaps God may want to use such situation to teach us some lessons, or He is trying to prepare us for a greater task ahead, or it may be a way of atoning for our sins or that of others. Nevertheless, a constant gaze at the crucifix should always make us realize how little we are asked to suffer for our own salvation when compared with what Christ suffered in order to redeem us. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 Finally, today's second reading urges us to always stand steadfast in the faith. Jesus Christ, the merciful and faithful high priest, who passed through many trials and sufferings for our sake, yet without sin, has entered heaven before us and is preparing a place for us. He is always sympathizing with those who struggle along with moral weakness. So, let us be confident and always approach the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Therefore, as Christians, let us be mindful of the following. Number one, that leadership means servanthood. That is, those who are seeking for prestigious positions 
must be ready to lay down their lives in humble service to others and not the opportunities to show off, enrich themselves and trample on others. Number two, that power or authority is like grains of sand. The more we grab it, the more it leaves our hands. So, we must not lobby or be ambitious in the acquisition of any prestigious position. Number three, that suffering for Christ's sake is a necessary condition for attaining God's kingdom. John chapter 16 verse 33. So, we must be ready to bear any obstacle, trouble, and trial as parts of sharing in Christ's sufferings. Number four, whenever there is a misunderstanding among members of any given society, group, organization, family, etc., their respective leaders should always, with justice, equity, and fairness, address the issues in a diplomatic way, just like Christ did among his disciples in today's gospel. Number five, we must always endeavor to frequent the sacrament of reconciliation, that is confession, so as to be purified from our sins and be confident to stand before God on the day of judgment, that is on the last day. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Ancient of days, the Deliverer of all mankind, the Prince of peace. Father, I thank you for your love and mercy upon our lives. Thank you for the numerous blessings you have been showering upon us. Thank you for your graciousness, for your mercy, and for your love upon us. Thank you much more for your uh, your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for the remission of our sins. Thank you for such redemptive work you wrought for us. Father, I say, may all glory, honor, adoration, power, authority be ascribed unto your holy name in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I present before you all those who are under the sound of my voice now. I pray for your divine blessings upon them. Father, so many of them are passing through challenges. So many of them are passing through difficulties. Lord, I pray for your divine intervention. May you come to their aid. Because your word says in time of trouble that we should call upon you in Psalm 50 verse 15. That you will answer us so that we will praise you. Lord, we know in the world you said in John 16 verse 33 that we will suffer tribulations. But that we should be courageous that you have conquered the world. You made us to understand in Psalm 34 verse 19 that good people suffer many troubles. But you deliver them all. Lord, I pray. Commit all those who are passing through difficult situations, all those whose family are in troubles, all those who are having it, finding it difficult to come out from their predicaments. Lord, I ask you to come and take absolute control that through the power of the Holy Ghost, may their family challenges be restored and be solved. Because in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Let the Holy Spirit come upon their family's situation and take absolute control. 
Father, I pray for those who are at the helm of our affairs, especially the leaders. Lord, may you imbue in them the spirit of humility so that they will know that each position they have acquired or they are occupying is meant for a humble service. Jesus Christ, I pray that you may continue to strengthen them and bless them so that their, whatever they do, the decisions they make will be geared towards enhancing the growth and development of in their, the society in which they are in. Oh Lord, that their decisions may, may touch the lives of people positively. Lord, may they not lord it over them, but let them be servants to those people, to such positions they are occupying. Lord, give them wisdom, knowledge, understanding for them to direct or carry out the responsibilities entrusted to them to the glory of your holy name. Oh Lord, I pray also for those who are sick or those who are looking for life partners, those seeking for the fruit of the womb. Father, I pray that you come upon them now through the power of the Holy Ghost to answer their prayers. Those who are pregnant, Father, may they deliver safely to the glory of your holy name. Those who are writing exams, who have asked me to remember them in prayers as they are listening to this music, as to this uh, uh, homely, may they, their lives be transformed. May you grant them retentive memory, quicker understanding, speed and accuracy to read and understand and recapitulate what they have read so that on the day of exam, they will write successfully and come out in flying colors in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord God Almighty, I pray that all the families that are having serious difficulties and challenges, oh Lord, may you come to them. Have mercy upon them, forgive them their sins and purify them from all their wrongdoings. May they ask you for mercy and know you will answer because you will you said in Isaiah 45. Verse 43 verse 25 that you are the only God who forgives our sins you do it because of who you are you no longer hold our sins against us therefore I pray for your divine mercy upon them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ therefore I pray that the almighty God through the power of the Holy Spirit may grant you the grace to always endure the challenges and sufferings you encounter in life and to always render humble services to humanity to the glory of his holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May the Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace of Christ be with you. I remain your humble servant, Reverend Father Benjamin. Ocala CSSP. God bless you.